0: You are now listening to the Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in for me today. Another new year is upon us, and you know what that means: a lot of people are going to be looking to improve their health and fitness. Now, the best idea is to get a jump start. On that right now, at least mentally, at least being able to start to strategize what are the right implements for me moving forward to take on and take advantage of this opportunity to get in the best shape of my life and to help to present us with the coming attractions. And somebody, again, if we're talking about coming attractions, you know, the movie trailers, nobody on this planet has put more star studded physiques on the big screen. Than our guest today, all right. He's the man behind so many of the superhero physiques we see in these incredible blockbuster superhero films. Working with folks like Ryan Reynolds, aka Deadpool, working with folks like Hugh Jackman, right? Wolverine, working with Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier. The list goes on and on and on. And also working with leading actresses like Emily Blunt, like Ryan Reynolds wife and also her high performance roles as well, Blake Lively, and the list goes on and on that direction as well. So really having such a breadth of experience and insight and really what levers to pull for each person that he's working with. And he's come to bring for us today, what are some of the tenets that are true throughout? And in particular, we're going to be talking about the subject of cardio, all right? Cardio can definitely get a bad name today, but also there's a lot of misconception about cardio. And cardio, if we extend that out, it stands for cardiovascular based exercise. And we tend to forget that. That's for the primary benefit is cardiovascular health. But we in our culture today, we get this very interesting perspective to where we think cardio is the road. To fat loss. All right. And as we've talked about in many previous episodes, including with our special guest today, the science clearly indicates that it's focusing on the building of muscle and the improvement of our overall metabolic health. Right. So the more muscle that we're carrying, muscle is expensive for our bodies to carry. Muscle is like a bougie thing to have on our frame. All right. Because it's going to require a lot more energy. It's going to be expending more caloric energy, just having more muscle on our frame, all right? And also as far as our body composition itself, muscle is going to enable us to express our bodies in the higher potential of our physique by building more high quality muscle. Now, within that context, I didn't say cardio one time, especially in the vanilla perspective that we tend to see it as. It's kind of steady state. Yogging, as they say in in Sweden, shout out to everybody in Sweden. They don't say jogging. All right, I just made that up. But as far as jogging and cycling and just this kind of moderate pace phenomenon that we think that's the road to burning fat, when in reality, the big movers truly are going to be focusing on building muscle. And he's really going to articulate today the way to structure our exercise plate so that we can truly burn fat and have the physical health and functionality that we all are striving for. So, and again, this is coming from somebody who's got the results. Not only has my man been on every fitness cover you can name, but he's also replicated it in his client base again and again and again and again, so he knows what he's talking about. And this is the gift of moments like this in history. We get to hear directly from the best people In the world, for free, we get access to this information. It is so powerful, so powerful. But at the same time, there's other things that we can be devoting our time and energy to instead of getting educated about stuff like this. This is why I'm so grateful for you and the person that you are for choosing to learn about things like this, to invest in your empowerment and education and employing these things in your life where you see fit. It is just, it's such a special thing, you know? So I really do admire and appreciate you. And again, you're going to learn some incredible insights today. We're going to be talking about a wide range of subjects in fitness and also how this is impacting the people in our lives. You know, if you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, if you've got, you know, younger brothers and sisters, how is fitness, how can we implement and start to shift family culture? So lots of cool stuff we're going to be covering. but. Listen, speaking about family, I just added a couple of new family members to my primal kettlebell collection. All right. I'm a big fan of having a couple of fitness tools at home so that no matter what's going on in the world, if you can't get out and sneak away to the gym or a class or whatever the case might be, you got a couple of fitness tools. So it pulls away that excuse. And also, you can add load and do a variety. We're talking about adding in a hundred different exercises just by having a kettlebell or two to add to your repertoire of movements. And so I already had the Howler Monkey from the premier source of kettlebells. And again, creating these primal bells with these cool, very primal faces on them. So it just, even every time I see them, I just want to pick them up and just do something. All right. So the Howler Monkey's 18 pounder, I often utilize this if I'm working out with my younger son, he's 11 now, and I'll have him do his exercises with the Howler Monkey. And We name all of our Primal Bells as well. So the Howler Monkey is named Howler. Then I had two of the chimps, all right? These Primal Bells are 36 pounds each and I call them Salt and Pepper, all right? That's just the name. And my youngest son actually painted these so they look very like these warriors, right? So that's Salt and Pepper. and we just added, I got the orangutan primal bell and his name is Orangutangle, all right? 54 pounder and I, yeah, listen, once I did that, I was like, I gotta go all the way. I gotta get the big boy. So I got the gorilla, 72 pound primal bell and already doing some new movements with this and I'm loving it. And the big fella's name has been dubbed Gorilla Grod. All right. Shout out to the DC universe. So now I've got this family of kettlebells. We've been doing cool workouts. And again, just having these tools, this accessibility, making it fun, making it family. It's just, it's such a cool opportunity. And we get access to these tools right now delivered to our door from, again, the premier, the the company that started this. They've had partnerships with Marvel, with Star Wars, like These companies don't just mess with anybody. Onnit was the ones who came in and changed the game with their fitness equipment. All right. You might have even seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson working out with their Gorilla Kettlebell, you know, the Gorilla Primal Bell. You can add these tools to your family's fitness repertoire. Go to onnit.com forward slash model and you get 10% off all of their incredible fitness equipment. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com forward slash model. You get 10% off of their primal bells, their kettlebells, steel clubs and maces. I love those tools as well. And they've also got cool like sandbags and hydro bags, like so many cutting edge tools, but very simple. Takes up very minimal space at your house and you can just grab these tools and you can do offset squats. You can do presses, Turkish get ups. Of course, kettlebell swings, the the list goes on and on and on. I just did some walking lunges down my street with salt and pepper, all right? again, this is about, they're almost 40 pounds, so adding that to my lunge, like, man, so cool. And again, go to onit.com forward slash model for 10% off. And now let's get to the Apple Podcast review of the week.
1: Another five-star review titled New Listener by So292929. Just started listening. Salad overall health info. I've been into healthy living, food and exercise for a long time. So some of the things are not new to me. However, he is talking about aspects I need to work more on like interpersonal work, sleep and a few other items. He has great conversational style that keeps it interesting.
0: Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us and joining this community. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for taking the time to leave this review over on Apple Podcasts as well. If you have to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the Model Health Show. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest today is coached leading actors, athletes, musicians, and everyday folks for over two decades. And he's been tapped as the premier fitness expert in publications such as Muscle & Fitness, Men's Health, Women's Health, People, Cosmo, and Shape Magazine, just to name a few. And he's also renowned for getting some of the biggest names In Hollywood ready for the big screen, including Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Liev Schreiber, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Hathaway. The list goes on and on. But most importantly, he's somebody who's sharing his wisdom with everyone. He's an open book and a great human being. Let's jump into this conversation with the amazing Don Saladino. All right, one of my favorite people in this space man. by far. Thank you, man. Don Saladino, love my guy. You. Welcome back. Love you, man. Thank you. I love you too, man. And listen, I don't think we see each other enough. No. I love hearing from you. I love your perspective. I love your authenticity. Thank and, you. you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about yeah. on the show, again, you've, you've created, helped to sculpt some of the most impressive physiques on film, documented, mm-hmm. period, end of story we've talked about building muscle we've talked about training strategies we really haven't talked ab- about this what can be a dirty word we haven't talked about cardio we uh, haven't talked about cardio yeah much if at al- at all and i want to talk about this subject with you somebody so, again boots on the ground what works love it. what doesn't let's talk about cardio in regards to fat loss mm-hmm. and in regards to health what what are your general like let's talk about foundational what do you like for
1: cardio? Well, I love starting with foundational, right? I'm going to give you a quick story. I've got a a gentleman I'm working with. His name's John. He started at 525 pounds and, um, you, you know, I met him in May. Water was down to about a glass of two glasses a day, you know, probably 400 steps a day. So for him, cardio is your Walking. It's your call what you want. You know, people are saying that you're using these terms neat now or, you know, non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, just activity moving around. His neat was so low because his energy was so low. So here's a guy getting two meals a day that now is of high qual- higher quality. We're starting to increase meal frequency and now he's able to get steps. So proud to say that, you know, six months later, whatever the math is, seven months later, he's up around 6,000 a day, all mm-hmm. right? He's able to walk, no more crutches. You know, he's got his water consumption up to 200 ounces a day. Now we have him doing things like the skier because most treadmills aren't going to hold them. I, I have to talk about this. Stuff. This is like the low barrier of entry here, right? Now we got him on a hammer strength motorless treadmill walking and holding on. We've got these things that, you know, specific modalities can't host his situation. So I think at the very least, we got to start with just movement we got to start with our steps. If you're someone that's not, you know, as you said, getting that eight to 12K a day in, in that range, which I think it was fascinating. What'd you see the math on that earlier? 10, 10%, 10% testosterone increase, increase, in testosterone, increase. Testosterone, yeah. these are things, these are like, these are low apples that we got to just pull down and we got to start, you know, taking some ownership over. And then I like, you know, at that period of time, it's um, unless we're training for an Olympic sport or we're a professional athlete, where there is a task at hand, um, I think cardio is very misunderstood. I think people are just doing, and they're not really you know, assessing what they're putting into their program,, et cetera. I think people do not really truly understand the difference between hit training, right? high intensity interval training, opposed to medium state, you know, intervals, opposed to steady state. like there's there's three ways I like to really break cardio down. And when I went into the high intensity. Most classes out there, right? Like I'm not going to mention their names, but these hit classes, they're not hit classes. Like you're a track guy, like, you know what it's like to run a 400. When you run a 400 to me, like, okay, that's not a 10 second, you know, burst. That's a hopefully 60 plus second, you know, less than 60 second burst, right? And after you're done at hundred percent, you are not going again in 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. It's not. So I refer to hit as maximal output. To the point where like dogs are chasing you, someone's trying to run after you with a knife type of thing. You're on the air bike racing the person next to you for 10 seconds, 5 seconds, 20, 30 seconds. But you need a lot of rest to get that recovery down so we can repeat that bout. That's how I generalize hit training. Medium state um, intervals, I think is more of like what we, most of the people out there like doing. That's your 30 on, 30 off, your one minute one, um, on, one minute off your tempo training, you know, heart rate's getting up there, et cetera, et cetera. And then I break it down into steady state, which I think is the most common. And I think it's the most applicable to most people because we really don't know where someone's stress levels are, right? And you've talked spoken about this, you know, more than anyone on podcasts. It's what are we dealing with in our, with our family, our jobs, our everyday life? What type of toxic environment are we in? How much training are we doing? What's your commute like every day? What's your diet like? All these things can contribute to stress in your body. So for me to turn around and say, high intensity interval training is the best modality. It's the best approach to burning fat. I find it would be irresponsible on my part because now I'm taking something and I'm generalizing it for, for everyone. Mm. And I'm just telling them that this is what you should do. Where the reality is, no, maybe you need more of that steady state. Maybe you need your heart rate in that zone one or zone two that, you know, whatever the range is, 110 to 150 range where you're able to have a conversation a little out of breath, but you're holding that for 30 plus minutes. Then we're working on helping the body to recover, which I think is magical, right? What's the idea? You and I want to wake up every day feeling good. We want to work on our physiques. We want to have good cardiovascular health, but we want to wake up feeling good. So I feel like that is something that can be mixed in more and more. But I'm going to steal the line and I'll pass it over to you from my buddy, Ben Bruno, who's an exceptional West Coast trainer. I don't know if you've ever met him, but he said, resistance training is the entree and cardio is a side dish. Mm. And I love cardio. I play ice hockey three days a week. I do tempo runs one day a week. I do it because I love it. But when I'm prepping for the cover of muscle and fitness, I don't up my cardio to get leaner. I don't. I probably may keep the cardio around the same. I just make sure that I'm not burning myself out. I make sure my calories are right where they need to be from a macronutrient standpoint. I try and mix in a lot of micronutrients so my body's powerful, which is what I do differently than most people (laughs) who get on magazine covers. But um, And then I allow my body to perform like an athlete. And um, I think- I ran I ran with that a little bit but that's that's kind of how I like to generalize it. It's so
0: so perfect. And the thing is you're generalizing was the opposite because it was still individual. Thank you. Right? That's what it really boils down to and this is what personal training mm-hmm. really is. It's about the person and we all we are also a personal trainer for ourselves. Yes. And so I love this so much because here's a cool thing too, even with that side
1: dish, Mm -hmm. there's so many different things you can have for sides. God, it's fun. It can be fun, right? I mean, I'm not expecting everyone to love what you love or what I love, but you know, right there in my gym, I I mentioned John's doing the skier now because he can stand and he's walking, but we have the bike, we have the rower, we have the stair mill, we have kettlebells, you know, you have the track, you have the sled, you have all these different modalities. And I'm a believer that, you know, you got to love what you're doing. You, you, You should love what you're doing, Mm. but you also have a responsibility to your own body where if you're training, you're like, you know what, I'm consistent, but elbows have been hurting me, knees have been hurting me. Like we got to assess what you're doing. You might be loading dysfunction. There might be a specific way that you're moving or not moving in life, right? Could be something as simple as your mattress. I don't, you know, I don't know. I switched my mattress last week to a mattress I love, but I tried adjusting it to a very soft um, firmness. Not used to that. I pulled my back on an RDL. Never done that in my in my life. 2 days after I did it and I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah. It's at a 15% right now and I really need to be in an 80-90 like I know better. Like things happen and like a NASCAR, you got to adjust the car, you got to fine tune going for some PT and I'm back and I'm and I'm doing it. But, you know, the human body's complex. You just yeah. got to pay attention to it. That's the gift too over time of being able to
0: self-assess mm-hmm. and ask questions because there's causality mm-hmm. always, you know, it's, a thing doesn't just happen. And so yeah, our our time in that, you know, recovery can be disrupted because of a mattress or because of overheating or because of, you know, a variety of things, right? So it's like, but also taking away the, you know, the, what tends to happen, we can become, we can get trapped in that thing. Like this thing happened and, you know, going through it in our minds. I love this statement. This is from Kelly Starrett. Share this with oh, me. Oh, I love Kelly. You yeah. Know, yeah. I, was when, with, I was
1: just with him over in
0: Munich. Of course you were. Great guy. You First know. time
1: I met him, I love him.
0: But right. we we tend to have this, you know, especially when something happens, right? And we get frustrated. And if we're, we're on the path to recovery and then we make a mistake, right? He shared with me this powerful, this line I think about it almost every day. You know, health isn't a straight line or your recovery isn't a straight line. There's always gonna be twists and turns and obstacles and things to overcome. And the less time we spend beating ourselves up the less time we spend going over the thing in our minds over and over again, replaying it, or if I would have done this, if I would, this is what tends to happen when we make a mistake or, you know, we, especially if we injure ourselves. And this is a great point because a friend of mine, he was having some uh, tightness in the back of his leg, calf. It would happen predominantly when he sits down and I told him he needs to go get an MRI, right? And he, there were some other symptom clusters as well that he shared with me sure enough, herniated disc or bulging disc, L5-S1. And the number one treatment protocol that I advise, well, of course I wanted him to work with, somebody can get boots on the ground to do an assessment, see what kind of physical therapy Mm -hmm. exercise, because it's not, he still, he hasn't, doesn't have loss of function. He doesn't have, you know, uh, pain. It's just like tightness. It was just, it was a nuisance. And until then, until we got somebody boots on the ground, number one form of therapy, physically, number one thing is, the worst thing we could do is to do nothing. Yeah. 100%. Right. And unless it's acute, like we literally are in chronic pain, we can't really move. And even that, it'll kind of tamper down with the inflammation will tamper down. As soon as you could do something, do something. Number one treatment protocol, get these steps in. Just walk. It's 100%. so, it's so rejuvenative and healing for certain things, bringing hydration to the disc, the list goes on and on. So with that personal, like the side dish, one side dish that I think we all need to put onto our plate, at least occasionally is walking because we're designed to do it all the other flavors of what we can put as a side dish you mentioned a few and i want to talk more about this you mentioned the ski erg. you mentioned the stepper um can you for people that might
1: not know what a ski erg is let's talk about that yeah it's it's um it's like a standing rower is it, but it's um it emulates cross-country skiing so you're going to grab these handles and you're basically going to pull vertically you're going to pull high to low and you're going to motion what a cross-country skier does and for someone like John, I thought it was, I, you know, I actually think it's a pretty, you know, decent machine. Um, I personally don't use it a lot. I have one. I just, you know, I, I do specific things, right? I, I love, I love running. I love, I love sprinting. I, I love um, middle distance running. Nothing really long that beats the body up. I like that elasticity work. I like, you know, um, that ground contact, right? And um, I know you're big into that also, but sometimes I need some steady state work and I'll get on the, uh, on the stair mill. Life Fitness makes a great stair mill and I'll put my music on and I'm not holding on and I'll maintain a certain heart rate for 30 minutes just to get that sweat. It's mindless. I still enjoy things like that. It's a nice reset, right? Wake up on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, you got a, re- a little bit of a recovery day. You fo- focus on 20 minutes of mobility, get 30 minutes on the stairs, not too taxing. You take a shower, you're off with the family. It's a nice way to start the day, right? Yeah. But um. You know, uh, you know, some people, they choose modalities that they really enjoy that I personally am not the hugest fan of. And it's my opinion. You know, it's not, you know, do I prefer people to sit when they're doing their cardio? Not really. I think we sit enough, right? But if someone's turning to me and they're like, well, I love spinning and I haven't been able to get off the couch and this class, this instructor, then I'm like, go for it. Then it's my job to help develop a resilient body. That could withstand that bike five days a week yeah. you're going to be in that kyphotic position that that you know flex spine position you know i want to make sure you're the best athlete possible to be able to withstand that so we never you know sport isn't always necessarily the best thing for us right you know i played baseball in college i played club ice hockey like certain movements golf like i've worked a lot with professional golfers these asymmetries this torquing you know, it's not necessarily the best thing for the body. So, this word resiliency is very big in my vocabulary cuz we enjoy these things, yeah. but I want people to be able to do them longer with higher levels of energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, man.
0: And I, where would we place these into our protocol, mm-hmm. right? So, if we if we got cardio, you know, if somebody's working with you, the thing is as I'm asking you this question, I know it's still going to be based on the individual and the mission at hand, but if we can have a general
1: guidance yeah, as to where I, I would we you. put our cardio in our program well i I like i like ending up i like ending a session with it i like doing our energy systems work towards the end because you know i never want anyone fatigued for their strengths training session like one of the number one causes of injury during workouts is from fatigue fatigue causes movement to break down right so you know it wasn't that you know i know crossfit got a really bad rap for years crossfit's cross training right it's 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 a form of cross-training. When someone asks me, do you like CrossFit? It's like me asking you, well, do you like restaurants? Like it's (laughs) such a general question. It's like, well, yeah, I like good ones, healthy ones, farm to table. Can I order what I want to order there? Or are we going to a a restaurant with low quality food? So I think when we talk about, you know, things like, you know, CrossFit, cross-training, what, what bothers me about these, these, um, I don't even want to say communities, but you know, approaches to fitness is that we're taking very high, highly complex movements and we're doing them for high repetition or we're doing them for time. And they're being done by people who don't have those tools in their toolbox, meaning they're sitting at a desk a lot. They may not have moved like this since college. They can't externally rotate their arm or they have no thoracic extension, yet they're trying to jerk a weight overhead for 20 times. Then we start loading dysfunction and then that's when bad things happen. So I just think as a coach and as in in program design, and trust me, I I build programs for the masses. I have to think about movements. Like there's movements I've never put into my programs. Like I don't have anyone Olympic snatch. Like I'm not, it's too technical. Like kettlebell programs and I'm a big, I've always loved the kettlebell. Maybe it's a general like kettlebell one-on-one, like teaching you the principles of the swing. And the press and the squat, like basic movements that I want you just to learn and take time. They're very instructional. But mixing things in and being like, go, 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 it can get very um, difficult and it can become irresponsible from the coach. Yet this is how people are quantifying success in a workout with how much they sweat or how tired they are. Not always the case in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love years ago, man, you said this line that stuck with me as well, which is you need to be qualified to do certain exercises. Yeah. Yeah. You got to earn the right to it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's so brilliant. So that. brilliant, man. And it just makes sense. It's like with anything in life, you know,
1: anything in life, it shouldn't be any different with our training protocols. Am I going to jump into a NASCAR and then just say, hey, you know how to drive? Like, let's race. Let's race. Let's <laughs> go around. Uh, we're at Daytona. Like this car can do 200 miles an hour. Okay, great. Like I'm going to have a problem. I know how to drive, but I don't know how to turn four handles. I don't know how that car handles. I I I know nothing about it. Like that's in a way what starts happening when people jump into these group classes. Like, I haven't worked out. I'm gonna go do a specific boot camp. And the next thing you know, they're sprinting on a treadmill at 10 miles an hour. It's like, no, after a period as a as a child, my my 15-year-old, 14-year-old, different story. Like their bodies are rubber bands, they can handle that stuff, right? But or, or most of the time. But as a, as adults, when you when it's when you start shutting it down and you're not moving that way. You got to earn the right to do this stuff again. You got to put some time into earning that movement back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing you mentioned earlier was on the thread of intensity, right? So when you talked about high intensity interval training, even qualifying ourselves for that. So you're out doing sprints. I love sprints as well. It's something that I've become acclimated to do over time. And the reason I'm bringing this back up is there's a lot of metabolic benefit to be found in intensity. Right. In true intensity. But that sphere, if we're doing it on a track, for example, or doing sprints, versus like you just said, hey, if we're not in a place where we've got all these other functional parts working, you can jump on a recumbent bike or stationary bike and an air dime you know, and just yeah, it's safe. Right, and put in some intensity, get those metabolic benefits. So doing something that fits for you. Now you mentioned post Lifting, right? The entree, then having the side mm-hmm. afterwards with the cardio. And you also mentioned earlier on your off day, right? Yeah. So your off day, you know, you're deloading, you're, you're, you're in recovery, but still getting some activity
1: in, start the day. Why would you do that? Well, and most of the time, on my off days, I like to shut down and I like to get steps in. That's basically my, I mean, an ideal off day for me would be taking the dogs for a walk, going out, doing something with my wife, my kids playing, having fun, nothing structured, nothing organized. Sometimes if I'm prepping for something or if I have a client prepping for a movie and we got to get, you know, we, we got to get those minutes in because the window short, um, I'm not too worried about burning them out in three, four weeks if we're prepping them for a movie. So yeah, we might, you know, on an off day, it's slow, steady state cardio. It's nothing intense, help speed the recovery process up, which it can, but I really think psychologically. We need at least that day off, depending on your intensity also, right? If if you're someone like John, the one I was talking about earlier, this guy in the beginning, it was really six days a week because the intensity was so low and we had to monitor how his joints were feeling, how his feet are feeling. When you're working with someone of that size, people aren't taking into consideration the inflammation going on in the body. Well, my knees are getting sore. Well, how do they feel today? They're getting better. All right, we're good. Don, the last three days, my knees have been getting more and more sore. All right, John, we need to back off a little bit. Let's focus a little bit more on upper body. Let's get off the treadmill a little bit. Let's, um, you know, uh, we'll stay away from the stairs or the TRX squats, which he's able to do now. So yeah, it is an individualistic, I'll never use the word prescription as I'm not a Mm -hmm. doctor, but like assignment, right? And, um, uh, you know, some people can just train all the time and not take time off and feel fine. I know with my intensity, I need at least a day. and. In full honesty, the more time I take off, the more rest I get in my body, the better my body feels. I'm not doing this all the time because it's I gotta look a certain way. I'm doing this because this is a drug for my mind. This is the mm. one of the one things in my life that just it's that immediate reset. If I have a problem in business or family or someone's sick, I can get in there, I can do something for 30 minutes. Or I can move, I can, I can change my physiology, I can come back you know, minutes later, like think about that, to have the power to come back 30 minutes later, feeling like a different person, waking up in the morning and feeling sluggish. And then you go do some work and you meditate and get a sweat in, you get a nice meal with your, you know, your family, maybe a little, if you're in a coffee, tea, whatever it is, you shower, you get out of that, you know, that feeling, that's what you and I chase every day. It's not how big our biceps are. It's not how fast we're running the hundred. It's this feeling. And I, and I feel like people who become really great at this, it's a feeling yeah. All the billionaires I've worked with, they're not sitting there saying, oh, I'm going to be worth $50 billion. No, they 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 start at the finish. They have a plan in mind and they focus on being exceptional every day. They surround themselves with a team. They do their homework. They're very targeted about things. So I can talk to a billionaire and they take a specific approach to something they've been so successful with, but then their health and wellness, well, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to wake up and uh, maybe do some chest and... Uh, You know, what's the deal with your meals? You know, I go to the deli and I pick this up. I'm like, dude, you're not like, imagine approaching your business like this. You would never have been as successful. So I I really think we make it out to be much harder than it needs to be. Start with a minimalistic approach. Start, if you can't do it, start with 10 minutes. Is it enough? It's enough. That'll 10 minutes a day, five, six days a week from someone who's never done anything. That's, you know what? Maybe they make a better food choice. Maybe their energy level becomes a little bit better. Maybe suddenly there's a little bit of this positivity and consistency rolling over. And I really think we have to start with that consistency trumps intensity approach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on a mission to help to reframe our perception of exercise. I love it. Because, and you just said it, man, it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. And this is clinically, we've got so many peer-reviewed, randomized, all longitudinal, you name it affirming this point. And we just had in one of the leading psychiatrists in the world, you know, he's the head of director of the top facility in the world for psychiatric care. And what was he primarily, you know, really leaning into exercise as therapy. It's like, but it's not getting prescribed. You hesitated on saying prescription. I'll say that for you die, because truly if we can start to prescribe it, like prescribe 5,000 steps a day for a person that's- I would love this. You know, this And here's the thing, again, not only do we have a, a lot of peer reviewed data on this, we know it experientially, how it bleeds over in a positive way into other areas of our lives. And you just mentioned this dichotomy with the billionaires doing this particular thing so well versus this thing. And it's just really, for me, what comes to mind immediately is how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And bringing that same mindset, you know, holistically, We become a one dimensional human being, but the thing that unites all of us and unites life period is movement. Life is movement. What is death? Death is a cease of activity. Biological movement is done, right? So while you're alive, it is the thing your genes request and and expect of you more than anything else.
1: 100%. I mean, you couldn't have said it better myself. You know, it, it, it's something that has to be practiced over time, I, I, I believe though. I think sometimes even with nutrition, we dive into these things and we just expect to do what Sean's doing and these things have to be built up. It's even like nutritionally, like how many times have you heard people, well, I'm not a breakfast person in the morning. Like I'm, I'm full, you know, I can't, well, you haven't eaten breakfast in five years. Like just because Dr. Perlmutter is doing intermittent fasting, I'm just making that name up. Like I just threw it out there. It doesn't mean that's something you need to be doing. And your energy levels low or you're trying to put muscle on and now you know we've got to look at just because something's good or works for someone doesn't mean we generalize that and say like I will never bash a diet you know well maybe that's not true but most <laughs> diets most but seriously like the ketogenic diet or intermittent fasting or the vegan diet or pescatarian to each his own right do what do if, if something's working for you I am not someone to turn around and say don't do that because I believe in animal protein and the highest quality proteins and carbs and if you feel, try it, experiment with it. And then, you know, we'll talk later on. But um, I I think that there's this generalization out there with social media. This is how he's doing it or she's doing it. So we all have to do it that way. Find a coach, talk to someone, figure out a game plan. But in the beginning, start something as simple as just getting those steps in. It's enjoyable too. Like, think about it. Like how much better do you feel after you have a meal and you go for a walk? Like you digest better, you sleep better. It's just you know, this is something that a lot of us have gotten away from. Something yeah. that simple.
0: Yeah. One of one of the guys that's in my mastermind, every Monday I have a mastermind group with this group of great people. We're very diverse in our backgrounds and also where what fields we work in. And I gifted my mastermind group, and it's it's five of us with continuous glucose monitors. Yeah. Right. From my guys at levels. Yeah. So I, I used to, their I used their glucose monitor. Yeah. I actually, loved it. That was great. So yeah. shout out to my guys at Levels, levels.link forward slash model. All right, levels.link forward slash
1: model. Two weeks, right? It was, uh, I think I used it for, it was It was a two-week yeah, measurement, it, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is bizarre because it goes into your tricep and you think it's, you don't feel it. Yeah, it's, it, it disappears. You don't feel it. No, yeah. they they sent me one and I appreciate that. So Yeah, yeah.
0: And so my guy um, was has been utilizing it and he found the most remarkable thing is Him walking after he eats, he's just like, it nullifies his glucose response for something that he might've had and, you know, a big spike in. And it's just like giving this data back to people, right? To affirm stuff that we know already. And, um, you know, another thing though, mentioning this kind of therapeutic track with, with exercise and this kind of all uniting together. Part of the issue though, and you've contributed to this, is seeing be seeing fitness right yeah. and we see that the way to that fitness is sweating it out in the gym you know grinding throwing the weights around all the things mm-hmm. now this is what's unique about you as well is you do yeah you're about that life but it's it's more than that 100 right yeah. so stretching from outside of the gym it's what you do in the gym is part of it and that's a stress, that's
1: a you're putting your body through a stressor 100%. but it's the
0: things you do outside the gym that really help to make this transformation.
1: Yeah. And you know, it starts with things like nutrition and rest and hydration and I've written, I've written thousands of training programs, right? And some better than others but you, you know, it's not, the training program's important obviously but it, it's all these other factors in those 23 hours a day that we're putting our bodies through which I think are so important. I just don't want people like it's my mission to show them they don't have to do it all at once. You know, we're we're about to start a new year. Resolutions are going to they're going to be flowing. People are going to be it's their opportunity to start fresh and they're going to jump into it way too hard. They're going to set expectations that you didn't do it last year, you didn't do it the year before. Why do you think you're going to do it now? And I don't mean to be negative there. Take a different approach. You know, if there's 12 things in your life you want to change, Take the next year to do it. Take one thing a month. It could be something as simple as, high. you know what, Sean? We're going to start with hydration. Well, is that enough? It's enough for now. Let's just start with hydration. I, in the next four weeks, I want you to nail your hydration. I want you to get so comfortable. I want it to become so monotonous. I want you not even to think twice about it. You know, we get through January. All right, what's next? You know what? We're going to start spending some time trying to wake up a little bit earlier. Why do you want me waking up earlier? You don't want me going to bed late? Uh, you, well, because you go to bed at two in the morning, three in the morning, and you can't go to bed earlier because you're you're up at eleven, twelve, in the you know the next day. So if we get up early and retire yourself out, maybe we could start getting you to bed at ten o'clock at night, and then it's just, and then we spend the next month or two months working on that. Like I just think that we're we're throwing too much at people yeah. that you know they can't attack that at once, right? It's like, it's like looking at an employee and saying, all right, we've got a hundred things to do right now. And then they're half-assing it and they're not really executing anything to the fullest rather than being like, all right, this next week, this is your responsibility. We have a meeting Friday. I need this done. And it's just suddenly like, you know, they're able to focus and however many weeks it takes. I just gave it one week as an example, but you know, now it's one thing that we're trying to be great at. And I feel like that sticks a little bit more. Now, there are type A's out there that I've worked with where it's like here, Thanks, D, I'm heading out to California. I'm like, all right, man, I'll talk to you in a week. And it's literally like that simple, right? And but that's not the reality. And that's not how people are. And there's things in life I'm great at, and there's things in life I'm not good at. When I'm not good at someone, I, I find someone who's exceptional at it. Could be an accountant, could be a money manager, it just could be someone, right? And and I'm trying to learn from them or at least have them come in and help me out. And that's what putting together a team is. You know, yeah. I, I did it in business. I I did not do any. Of that stuff on my own it's it's I had help. I am not self made I had to go to people for funding. I had to have lucky breaks. I had to surround myself with great salespeople and great marketing people and incredible coaches that were a lot older than me that I learned from for years to this day. Mm-hmm. I still learn from coaches, I still sit and speak with coaches. I still hire coaches, I still learn from nutritionists, I sit with doctors, sit with you. It's like this is part of you know what I want to do, but that's my life's work in a way, right so you know, I, I just, that's really what I want to change. I want people to relax about this and take that one thing for the new year and, and, and nail it in the yeah, first month.
0: Yeah. And it reminds me of the story you're sharing with your client, John, and yeah. just, you know, meeting him where he's at, employing certain things and then being able to build upon that. It's just a logical approach. But also when you mentioned John, I immediately thought about one of your other superstar clients, John Krasinski. Oh my is god, that, the best. And also his wife
1: Emily Blunt who worked Blunt, with her yeah. as well. Yeah, and I worked with them all the time when I owned Drive. I've been out of my club for 3 years now and we still communicate via text and he's a guy's a rock star. I know he just I think directed and produced a movie that um his buddy and my client Ryan Reynolds was in and Ryan said he did an incredible job and it's going to be a great movie That's so. Amazing. Those uh, that those those people I just name incredibly successful but even more important just better people. But This also is Circling back to the superhero universe yep. because he
0: popped in there and made an appearance as Mister Fantastic, yeah, in the latest Doctor Strange movie, and you know the fans been wanting him. They've been wanting him. They've been wanting Emily as his wife, Mrs. Miss Fantastic, aka Sue Storm. Mm-hmm. You know, invisibility powers. Right. It's what the fans want. I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen, They're but for them to drop that into that movie was was pretty was, cool. Was fun, right? Yeah,
1: awesome. But you keep finding your way into this superhero world you know it's been it's been an interesting run for me i didn't expect it early on i opened a golf fitness training facility i started as a strength coach i worked with golfers and we were doing corporate entertaining and then i met like i said hugh jackman i think i told you the story and then like these doors open for me and then your business plan changes and suddenly a golf fitness club's becoming a place to house you know hollywood's finest and it wasn't it wasn't about ego it wasn't about the flash of it i come from a catering background so i love taking care of people i love just i love seeing people feeling protected and and feeling happy and getting what they want out of the product they're coming to you for so in a way i kind of felt like papa bear in there when when they were coming in it was you know it sounds corny but you know are they going to leave here feeling better than they did when they showed up are they going to feel protected actually funny story i could tell this uh dwayne johnson the rock Mm. who i met um on the Red Notice set with Ryan Reynolds, who, by the way, was one of the nicest actors I met. Like, started was like, Don, like came over to me, started talking. We had like a ten minute conversation. um Monster too, he's just you know in- incredible. But when he came into my club, you know, we have a policy at the time there were no pictures, no autographs. So I don't think he was really used to it. Right, he was. Mm. You know, and then he saw one of my trainers, he's like, let's take a picture. And my trainer's like, uh, uh. <laughs> he's like, come on, let's take a picture. And my trainer reached out to me like, boss, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's cool. It's, it's DJ. It's totally fine. But it was that I enjoyed. I yeah. enjoyed, you know, a lot of these people coming in and just feeling protected and them walking in with their kids as we were training. And then, you know, you know, we're watching their kids at the front desk, whatever it is, stuff like that, a really f- a family environment. That's, um. That's one of the main things I will miss out of of having that place, but it's been so many doors open since. It's been amazing. Yeah, man. So many incredible stories like that. Yeah. Tons. Got a quick
0: break coming up. We'll be right back. More than ever, because of our environmental stressors, we need key nutrients that help our bodies to modulate and manage and process stress. A lot of those have to do with micronutrients. Key minerals are essential in running processes to help to even modulate like shifting our nervous system from the sympathetic fight or flight dominance over to parasympathetic rest and digest recovery. We need certain key micronutrients to do that. Historically, in the last few decades, unfortunately, we turned to these shitty multivitamins that are coming from synthetic sources. That's what I was given. My grandma gave me Flintstone vitamins. All right, I'm biting off the head of Fred and Barney and Dino. And what that really is, it's sugar, synthetic micronutrients, artificial flavors, artificial colors, all of these things that are terrible for a growing, developing human brain and body. Because the emphasis here is on synthetic versions of these micronutrients, a synthetic nutrient, though it might be the same chemical makeup on paper, does not have the underlying intelligence and even more tangibly speaking, the supporting elements, the cofactors found in real food concentrations that magnify its resonance with our human cells. Let's take vitamin E, for example. This nutrient is important for healthy function of our cardiovascular system, cognitive performance, and even the health of our skin. Well, a study that was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition determined that natural vitamin E from food concentrates has nearly twice the bioavailability of synthetic vitamin E. Right? So again, synthetic versions of this. So these are artificially concocted versus the whole food form and also whole food concentrates. So food-based supplementations. Now, all of my family, my kids in particular, I make sure that they're getting in a concentration of whole food-based micronutrients, several times a week at minimum, most of the time every day. And for me, especially for my kids, and in particular with my youngest, I love the formulation of red juice and these kind of red blended red and blue hued superfoods in the Organifi red juice, because he loves the way that it tastes. And it's just packed with real food nutrition. So in particular, we've got acai that's in there in the journal of agriculture and food chemistry found that acai actually, not just theoretically, it actually raises participants' antioxidant levels, demonstrating how effectively it's absorbed by our gut, by the human digestive system. We actually do absorb the antioxidants. It's not theoretical. There's a resonance here. And acai actually has an ORAC value of 103,000. This means that it's about 10 times the antioxidants of most fruits that you're gonna see in your produce aisle. So it's, again, getting our kids, growing bodies, the antioxidants, in a concentrated source. But it's kid-tested, parent-approved, tasty. Another ingredient in that red juice blend is actually blueberry. And researchers at the University of Michigan published data finding that blueberry intake can potentially affect genes related to fat burning. Again, stacking conditions for healthy metabolism. Head over to Organifi.com forward slash model and you get 20% off their red juice blend and also their green juice blend, their incredible gold, everything that they carry actually. It's a really, really special thing that they have going on. Go to Organifi.com forward slash model. That's organif com forward slash model. You get 20% off. Again, kid tested, parent approved, definitely. For our kids, Red Juice is a huge winner. Now, back to the show. You just mentioned something that I had written down that I wanted to talk to you about, which is our kids. Oh, yeah. And, you know, since 1980, the rate of childhood obesity has tripled in the United States. And, you know, the thing is, we are so diverse, you know, in the different out picturings of what health could look like and we swing to this other pendulum of acceptance and the this other pendulum of you know shaming people right? right and so this is not about pointing out we all need to be this kind of superficial image of what health is supposed to be based on you know uh, societal prescriptions we're talking about just Creating a healthy template for our kids yep. to be happy, healthy, to be functional, to decrease their risk of, you know, chronic diseases, infectious diseases, uh, the onset of mental health issues—all of these things that I just mentioned—all of those things have skyrocketed, right. specifically in children. And so, with that being said, you know, you being in this universe and having kids as well, and your kids are getting older now, you know, and same here. What are some of the things that, because also I think be, having kids in general, but also in this world today, there's so many different inputs and impressions. Oh yeah. What are some of the things that you're doing to kind of cultivate an environment of health,
1: but also not being dogmatic and crazy? Oh yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to tell you I have figured parenting out yet. Like I've got a 15 year old and a 14 year old and you're thrown with challenges every day, right? And if I figured it out, well, they'd be making their bed every day and- t- doing the dishes and taking out the garbage, which are part of their requirements and you battle them on this stuff, right? But as a parent, you got to keep coming back and you got to keep, you know, parenting. Um, I think for most parents out there, you got to start leading by example first. And you know, I was in a situation where I could have created monsters, meaning, you know, um, I'm someone who enjoys this. I love eating clean, and I love doing these things, and I love to eat, uh, live a certain lifestyle. So imagine if I woke up every day and was like, Donnie Amelia, get to the gym. Donnie Amelia, got to have our eggs with you know grass fed butter and this and that. And um, I I made a decision um, early on, fifteen years ago, that I'm going to do me. And when we are having a family dinner, yeah, they're going to be eating hamburgers or grass fed meat. They're not even going to know the difference. So They'll be having air baked French fries, and they love that stuff. And um, But I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to shove things down their throat. I feel like that they need to be able to make decisions and they need to see how they feel. And it's been fun for me because my kids are into it. Like they're they're into it. Like we went, um, I was telling a story earlier that we went to a mall recently where they had a food court and there was Wendy's and McDonald's and pizza. And I was like, guys, go get whatever you want. My wife and I were on a line to get these healthy bowls at this farm to table spot. And my kids just stayed online. And I was like, okay. They were drinking water. And I was like, okay, interesting. And I didn't tell them to do that. I didn't yeah. ask him to do that. My, my daughter, you know, she's a pescatarian. She eats salmon and vegetables and, you know, healthy grains. And she's seen incredible improvements in how she feels and how she looks over the years. And it wasn't from me. I just, I, I backed off and I let, her, I let her go through all that. My son the other day, it was very funny. He turned to me, he's like, dad, I'm doing a new workout program. And I'm like, who wrote your program? He's like. This Brazilian guy on TikTok <laughs> like, shows me the picture. The guy looked amazing. And i was sitting there and I'm like, someone will listen to me. He's gonna listen mm. to some guy he doesn't yeah. know. And you know what I did? Well, could you look at it, tell me if it's good? And I looked at it, and I was like, "Donnie, it's fine. Yeah, It's totally fine. Would I have tweaked a few things in there? Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you I wouldn't. <laughs> but like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it like, why am I gonna discourage my kid? There was, nothing in, there, there was nothing offensive in there. There was nothing that I was worried about he was gonna get hurt. I wanted him to take some ownership over something. So I let him run with it. And you know, what he's doing fine with it. So, you know, it can get tricky sometimes. I think most parents out there, they're trying to push their kids in a direction when it's not what they want to do. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, what should my children eat? Well, what do you eat? Well, you know, I got to start taking better care of myself. How much alcohol do you drink? Probably drink a little bit too much. Well, do your kids see you doing that? They're like, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's tough for a child to you know, to go a different path than what your parents do. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's difficult. A lot of us do, right? But um, start with, you know, I think the parents need to start with themselves. They need to clean their side of the street. They need to lead by example. They need to let the kids be kids. Um, But I think, you know, when you're home, like, do we leave chips and ice cream and all this stuff in the house? No. When we want it, we go get it. Do I still have that stuff? Absolutely. But I don't leave it in the house, you know, because I don't want, you know, it'll all be gone. The kids will. So, you know, we, we, we have our little boundaries, but um, all in all, I think it's so far so good. Yeah. Not going, you know, <laughs> man, I love it. They, they, we're so much in alignment with that.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that I cracked a code that shouldn't have to be cracked, which is number one, it's the culture, yeah. right? You create, you, you're coming into it with a culture of wellness, of support, little things, eating together, you know, having higher Such. quality food, higher quality versions of you know, conventional American foods, like just creating a culture of of health so that they they have a foundation of health. And when they make a decision to eat, say, fill in the blank, they notice, bi- they biologically feel the feelings of like, oh, well, this doesn't necessarily feel right, right, especially when I go too hard in that. I've never had to tell my kids, you know, they're like, you shouldn't be doing that, right? They've seen it experientially. I might point back to it when the thing happens, like, you know, you know, and just have a conversation, but especially in the moment when it's happening, nobody wants to be told that they created their own doom or, yeah. you know, feeling bad or got sick or whatever the case might be. But just like finding graceful places to cognitively attach that poor feeling or or illness to decisions that were happening in that small moment. You know, like my older son, maybe he was been, you know, out kicking it and this and that, not getting to sleep, but still getting up at 4 a.m. and training all in. the things. And then, yeah. you know, he, he might get sick and it's just like, you know, this thing, I could see it coming, you know? And so, and again, because they're kids, it they might take a few times, but that foundation and the inner intelligence gets turned on where your kids, for example, they stayed in that line yeah. because they didn't really, you know, I, it's not worth it, you know? It's just, that's, that's really the, the best place to be. Now, you also said something that is another, I want to talk to you about this. You said- The juice being worth the squeeze.
1: The juice ain't worth the squeeze.
0: Juice (laughs) for right now. All right. The juice has never been more readily available out there. And especially again, younger uh, demographics leaning on the juice. All right. We're talking about PEDs. We're talking about testosterone. We're talking about HD. There's so much stuff today, by the way. There's
1: so much stuff. I can't even keep track yeah i can't even and i'm not it's funny some people ask me about it i'm not the guy to ask there was a reason why i never became educated on the different types of performance enhancing substances and you know you hear names Anavar and all these other things it's like what well, what do they do i have no idea i couldn't even tell you because i'm not a doctor i'm not the person you should be speaking to i'm not the person you should be coming to for advice i'm a i'm a coach I shouldn't even be handling physical therapy. Now, I worked with physical therapist for 20 plus years. I understand how the body runs really well. If there's an injury. If there's pain, you're going to my team of PTs. But um, in reference to everything now, even with um, testosterone replacement therapy, it, it, etc., do I believe there is a place in the future for these sort of things? Yes. Okay? I don't know when that is. I don't know if it's when you're 70 or 80. And the quality of life is declining and it's time to get a little boost. You know, it's, all right, man, it's the fourth quarter. I want to ride out these last few years on a high note. I just don't know what it's going to do to you if you get on this at 20 years old, 22 years old, the body's not developed. I'm still setting PRs at 45. I'm still doing things in the gym that I wasn't able to do at 22, 23. I'm still chasing it, man. I'm not lying. It's part of, it's part of me part of what it's, it's what I'm striving to do. Um, but a young kid getting on that, you know, we don't know how our body's going to respond. We don't know if there's, you know, if cancer's going to get, you know, developed, we don't know, we don't, we don't know these things. And it's, it, it, and it scares me. And it, the one story was my, was my friend who died back in 2010. And I saw him struggle for about five, eh, probably closer to 10 years before he died. So since 2000, I saw this guy struggling with abuse to testosterone and his body wasn't producing it anymore. And, you know, it, like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just going to always throw a bandaid over something. And there's so many things in lifestyle in our lifestyle that we can clean up that so many people don't want to clean up. And, and I hear it. I have conversations all the time. I'll have clients call me, well, my body's not producing X, so they're giving me Y. And I'm like, okay, they j- just that simply, like, are they taking you off it at a certain point? Are you going to be on it forever? Like. How is this? No, it's just a short boost for a couple months and we're going to get me off of it. And I'm like, okay, your doctor's the pro here. I don't know. I, I don't know. But um, I, what I do know is that most people are using it as a band aid. Most people are using it as a quick fix. It is literally that magic pill that you can take or they think they can take and continue to live that poor lifestyle. It's the things that you and I have learned to do. And we're not experts at it, we're pretty good at it. And we're always trying to find ways to get better, right? That most people don't want to do, you know, it's you know changing your lifestyle or avoiding blue light in the evening or limiting. How about just getting out of a toxic environment? Mm. You know, I, I can't yeah. tell you how many people in my challenge community have been talking to me about bosses that are abusive, or EMTs that are working overnight shifts for the last ten years. Yeah, I'm like, you've been there for ten years. What do you think's Phase gonna out. happen? Yeah, like, what you do you know? think's gonna happen? You're putting on body fat. You're feeling terrible. Go to your boss. Just like they're not going to want to lose you. Like put your foot down, stand up for yourself. And um, at the at the cost of their quality of their life diminishing. And in a way, it sounds extreme, but like you got to admit, they're, they're slowly dying. When these things start happening, it sounds dramatic. They're slowly dying, dying. It's like, all right, body fat's increasing, hormone production is decreasing, the aging process, you're getting sick. More frequently, like these are bad signs here. Something is wrong. Something has to be changed. But um, you know, as a coach, I can't do all that work for people. You you're not a miracle worker, right? It's it's you can't just snap your fingers and get these people to change. You got to put in a little bit of work. You know, you got to start. You got to put your foot down.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just said several things that we know we've got biological markers now. We could tell, you know, with like telomeres, for example. All these things are shortening. It's basically pulling that finish line so much closer closer to when you're gonna clock out, right? So when you said we're slowly, we're all technically slowly dying, but you're accelerating accelerating the rate at which you're going to get to that finish line by bringing it closer to you by, you know, and here's the thing too, a lot of times when we find ourselves in these situations, like you just mentioned, working overnight as an EMT, we have these stories, our identity is tied to the thing. And it's like, I have to do this, you don't understand. And the reality is we need People to do certain jobs, right? We need that, you know, that person working. You know what I'm saying? That can come for a traffic accident at midnight, whatever the Gotta case happen. might be. We also can have more healthful ways of structuring things as society, where people can have a certain um, season that they're working. That then they have three seasons where they can have a normal, right? There's and so recovery. many different yeah, ways things we can do. But we have a, a we have a system that's constructed in a way that's not advantageous to people who are often entrusted with helping us, right? Our yeah. healthcare profession. Oh my gosh, Keep like the, the field of nursing is one of the most hard hit as far as chronic diseases, right. higher rates of breast cancer, higher rates of obesity, diabetes, depression, the list Scared. goes on and on and Scared. on. We're not taking care of our healthcare professionals because we have a system that cultivates that from the beginning, even when school starts. Right. When I was working at the university gym, a nice percentage of my clients were in the nursing program, pre-med program. They were already f-ed up. Right. you know, by the time they got to me, you know, doing their, you know, uh, different residencies or, you know, doing their clinicals while being a full-time student, while like stacked on top of all this stuff is like it's it's like a rite of passage to f- yourself up, right? So you're already sleep deprived, you're jumping from place to place you're in a toxic environment, literally, you're surrounded by sickness and burning the candle, candle bro, both ends, the whole thing. And then they come to me to basically beat the shit out of them in the gym, right? So That's what their perception it's is. double
1: negative. To whip them into shape, <laughs> it's right? Like,
0: you're right, exactly. And so often again, like I'm finding ways to work in to create more of an environment of health, to try to stack conditions in their favor because they're choosing to go into a field that is part of the rite of passage is to beat yourself to a pulp and if yeah, you can make it out the other side right right then you get into the field now life takes over and so you've already got
1: these habits but that's my point it, it, it's are we gonna now assign hit training to someone going through that because we're reading that it's you know it's the best way to burn fat like what's the what's the date on that what percentage of an increase? in fat burning are you getting, I'll never for, forget, there was a study that came out 20 years ago, the decline dumbbell bench press is going to recruit more muscle fibers than any other horizontal press. And then I'm watching everyone do declines. And when you dove into the study, I think, I think it was a PubMed study. It said like, yeah, by like 0.001 percent It was like a joke, right? So people hear like, oh, this is the best way to do it. And they want to run with it where the reality is, is that what is best for you? You reminded me of, uh, remember Jacqueline, right? Of course, yeah. Okay, so I, I got I, that juicer dude, yeah, back in the listen, day. <laughs> this guy was unbelievable. So at I think it was Gold Gym's like hundredth anniversary or Jacqueline's ninetieth birthday. was something. I'm working out at a Gold Gym on Fifty-fourth Street. He comes walking in the gym, and they have a camera crew there, and they were celebrating some anniversary. And Jack sees me with uh, um, I'm twenty, whatever, twenty-three years old. And he points at me, and he comes over, and they introduce me. This Jacqueline, I'm like, oh, so nice to meet you. He's gonna work out on camera. He'd like you to join him. And like he's gonna run you through a workout. So I was like, all right, so much for my workout today. I'm going with Jacqueline. And I saw this guy in his 90s and how he carried himself and how good he looked and his health. And it really made an incredible life-changing impression on me. I was like, this guy looks better than most men in their 40s. This guy moves better than most men in their 40s. And then he ended up passing away years later. And I got invited to um, a documentary that his wife, Elaine Lalane, was hosting down. <laughs> what Alain, a risk was she took. She must have loved this. Elaine Lalane. They were hosting down in Tribeca and they were told all the stories of Jack and how he, you know, pulled a barge, you know, had it wrapped around. He swam a barge, you know, whatever. To, to Alcatraz yeah, or something crazy, right? He's doing all the stuff. And I'm watching, I'm watching this documentary on it. I'm like in the crowd by myself, I'm like choked up. And Elaine Lane gets on stage at 90 plus years old, and bangs out 20, perfect push-ups. Oh my. Dude, I'm standing up like, <laughs> it could have been my parent. Like I was yeah. literally like sobbing, like applauding. It made such an impression on me. And I think the main takeaway is, is we're all getting older, but don't give up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like don't, don't start making an excuse. You know, someone, people might think I'm a little crazy for the things I do or how I, how I like to approach this stuff. I love it. This is part of who I am. And I'm not expecting anyone else to go that route, but don't give up. We're all getting older. There's no reason why we can't do things to improve our overall wellness, but it's going to take a little bit of thinking, right? What, what's changed in my fitness is that at 23, I was able just to throw in things. Oh, Oh, you're going for a 12 mile run. I'm going to join you. You know, after leg day and you just go do this stuff and you wake up the next day, your legs are killing you and the following day you're recovered. Now it's like, okay, the back might be aching. The hips might be aching. Three hockey games a week, that stress on top of running, on top of lifting, on top of sitting at a desk, like these things add up and our bodies don't recover the same way. So that's where I've seen that I have to be more strategic. But otherwise, man, I'm putting my foot on the gas. I'm still going to go for it. I want to be that 90 year old. And why? It's not about ego. It's not about flexing my arms. I want to live a quality of life. I want to feel good. I want to set example for others. I want to help others. I want to. I want to. I want to ride life out, and I want to. You know, it's time to go, man. I want to. You know, I want to be doing pull ups. I want to. It's like all right. He moved well, and he did. He did a good job. He treated people great, and um, it's kind of how I want to be remembered. Yeah,
0: man, that's a credible story, man. I that's new, new to me. You touched history, you know, multiple times. Like that's so remarkable. Um, so to paraphrase a point here. We need, obviously, yes, we need systems changed. Awesome. But also most importantly is your agency, your self-sovereignty, your Mm -hmm. your ability to make choices yourself, changing the story that you're carrying about what what you can do, what's possible for you, and most importantly, circling back to what you said earlier, which is, you know, taking a step at a time, you know, focus on one thing and, you know, um, people getting into your universe obviously is so helpful. You know, and, and, and the content that you share, and making it easier for people, more accessible. Time this back with all of the incredible people that you've helped over the, over the years. Um, you know, the celebrities, the mm-hmm. the fitness, the on screen accomplishments. Food, food matters so much. Yeah. Earlier, he's like, you know, we're not going to be dogmatic about the diet choice for different people. Except you know you're like well mate, hey, what about the baby food diet? You know, do you remember they did the little Gerber baby? Food? You don't even know that this existed. It did.
1: I, 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 right? I think people
0: were. I was. I was. I remember the the Pedialyte on the Hangover thing. That's that's okay. what I remember. Well, there is a baby food diet done. where people oh. are you know they're getting the little with the baby, the Gerber baby on there. Anyways, <laughs> there are foundational tenets when yeah. it comes to nutrition. Yeah, and let's get honest about the nutrition protocols that you're supporting with the clients that you're working again for the. Most radiant levels of health, performance, physique.
1: What are the tenets for nutrition? The majority of them. The majority of them, because I have you know people who come in. They're like I said, my daughter's pescatarian, or they're vegans, or um, vegetarians, and I understand how people have their specific route. I agree with you know Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, where we're very this protein forward. This um, you know where where is the quality of food coming from? What do our plates look like? I'm a big believer that like our plate, you know, it's your protein, it's your carbohydrate and it's your vegetable, right? And we'll have our healthy fats mixed in there. Um, I mean, it's that simple for me. Now, when we're trying to prep someone for the stage or a cover of something, we have to start manipulating foods. And I'm completely aware of that. Um, I believe in metabolic flexibility. I believe in the ability to use fats and carbohydrates as our energy source. I think protein is probably one of our most important macronutrients, right? I think protein is a building block to muscle. Muscle leads to body armor. Body armor is what's going to protect us as we age. You know, when my grandmother fell, she shattered her elbow. If she had more body armor, maybe she can withstand that. You know, athletes is a reason why they put muscle on. As adults as we age, we want to have that body armor. We want to have that level of resiliency. And on top of it with more body armor, our bodies are going to become more of a fat-burning furnace. I think for those people out there who are trying to get their metabolisms in check and they're trying to burn fat or change body composition, don't neglect strength training because you're not going to build muscle through cardio training, right? It's, it's, um, that's, just a, that's just a fact. So um, my nutrition guidelines are very simple. It's hydration. It's good food quality. I, I just started um, – you mentioned Food Matters. So a woman by the name of Trish Williams was a chef, and she started a company called Food Matters twelve years ago, and she was feeding everyone in my club. It was a non-scalable business model. It was metal tins and the highest quality food, and she figured out how to scale. and I became partners in the company over the last year, and uh, we've created an incredible meal plan. Most of my celebrities are on it. We've created these mud bowls, which are uh, it's a funny name, but it's I think it's the ultimate pre-workout. It's overnight oats with uh, protein in it. And we have um we we add mac- micronutrients to it to make it more powerful. There's things we're going to be doing with mushroom extract, etc. Um, from Vibe Mushrooms, uh, Dr. Dwayne Jackson, phenomenal product. Um, and this has been my pre workout for the last several months. So been experimenting with it. 30 grams of protein, 40 grams of carbs. So these are foods that we're trying to bring to people right now to add convenience. And I'm not telling you to eat it all the time. I'm actually launching the plan as a supplement. They're like, what do you mean you don't have to do it all the time? I'm like five days a week. Two meals a day. Start with 10 meals, supplement it in when life gets the best of you. Cause what I find out is that when you do a meal delivery service and you're getting four meals a day, well, you go to dinner and then you go to breakfast or the weekend comes around and then we end up wasting three, four, five meals a week. And that's that's tough to swallow, right? Like you don't want to be wasting money. So I like using this stuff as a supplement. I like, you know, promoting to people, live your life, continue to go have dinner, do the things that you love and be social, just make good decisions. But when we're in an environment where things are getting a little bit tough or you're running out of time, go into the fridge and pull a daily dose meal out and um, you know, just feel better and love love how it tastes. And it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen this with
0: people very close to me. It's just like the time it takes and having the meals accessible and all the things. Yes, especially today, we've got a lot on our plate, literally, you know, and making this easier for people and like you said. These celebrity clients are utilizing these meals, and you're making it accessible for everybody. Right. And you didn't know that I was going to talk about this. Your team, I know, I'm actually I'm like, psyched. I'm like, your team, the your team gave me a heads up, and so I went and looked into everything. I was like, man, this is awesome, and I love the fact that it's it's focusing on the most mighty macronutrient and the quality there. You know, just again, Dr. Gabriel Lyon, you were the icing on the cake for her and I to get connected, and it's been so grateful, man. Just she's the best, and, and again. At the end of the day, it's about the results. When people are following the protocol, they're getting results. Metabolism and metabolic health improvement, physique, all the things. Where can people get access
1: to these pre- these meals oh my God, delivered amazing. to their door? Well, um, we have, a, we have a code for everyone, don't we? Yep. Your well, team I sent look, it over I you. I love it. Fin- fantastic. So I'm excited to give everyone that, but Daily Dose Lifestyles is... Uh, is the is the website um you guys can dm me any questions if you have any um like i said a supplement like we're we're trying to make things convenient and also there's foods that i don't like to cook or maybe you don't like to cook right my wife goes crazy when i cook fish in the house right it's so they deliver to me wild salmon very high quality salmon and they're always mixing in different types of vegetables that i might not prepare or you know the starches you know for for me are, are pretty basic but um it's nice to have that variety and that level of convenience at my fingertips. It's really allowed me to relax a lot more. Sometimes I'm rushing, I grab a meal, I, you know, I take it with me. It's, it, it, it's that simple. So you know, I'm excited for everyone to try it. I hope they love it half as much as I do. So again, everybody go to
0: DailyDoseLife.com. That's D-A-I-L-Y-D-O-S-E-L-I-F-E.com. That's DailyDoseLife.com health expert designed, organic meal plans delivered right to your door, ready to eat all the things and 20% off. Use the code Sean 20, S-H-A-W-N 20, number 20. All right. And you get 20% off and it's such a gift. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my God. Thank you for talking about it. This is amazing. It's so good. And again, it's just making it accessible and taking some of the Valid excuses that we tend to have, you know, because this will be super help, helpful. Again, I'm just going to, my wife has complained about this, you know, just the accessibility. She's just like, I'm trying to hit my protein needs, but I don't tend to have it on hand for me to go to, you know, so we're going to get some of these meals. Yeah. Tell well. me what you
1: think. I want feedback and we'll send you as much as you want. And, uh, you know, it's funny about uh, food, food delivery, right? Most people, oh, there's a cost. I can cook it at home. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't. We can, <laughs> right. we can all we right. can all cook it at <laughs> home, right? Like, yeah. But am I going to sit there and I'm going to spend you know a couple hours every week, you know, preparing salmon or bison or whatever it is? I eat vegetables, and yes, I've done that for decades. My time is valuable. My time is is it's time prepping or time working my job or spending time with my kids or doing things that are productive. So it's a decision I made. I fell in love with this company. Trish has been a friend for 12 years. I really feel like it's a business, but I really feel like we have a mission yeah. and I feel, I feel like it's special. So, you know, hopefully it does well. Yeah, I love that, man. Again, be honest with yourself. Who are you? Yep. You know, I think
0: that's from Black Panther, but who are you? Think about that and, you know, utilize some of the things we have access to today. And I wanna ask you, One more thing, one more area of fitness, because from gym to gym that I'm going to today, there's been a change that's happened. We're seeing more women taking action on strength training, which is amazing. Love it. All right. And the squat racks are now filled up, right? So like there's been a transformation that's taking place. I don't know if you've noticed this, Mm -hmm. right? So now I go into the gym and once where the squat racks were pretty much available. People might do curls and squat rack. Now folks are utilizing these things and a lot of women in particular are focused on building them, building them cheeks,
1: Don. All right. Let's talk about the cheeks. I love it. I I love it. Not because it's building the cheeks. I I love it. Sure, Don. I love it because... I love it because... because Not because of the cheeks, but because of the cheeks. Right. Because of the cheeks. But we are... We're we're moving in the right direction there. Yeah. I, I think for years it was I don't want to get bigger. Mm. That was the first thing I would hear out of most women's mouths. And, you know, the women I've worked with, you know, the ones that have been really successful, they've, you know, the Blake Lively's and the Emily Blunts like we talked about, or um, you know, Annie Hathaway, I just got ready for uh We Crashed, you know, the movie about we work. And um these women understand what it's they understand what it's like to be strong. They understand the importance of resiliency. Um, their moms you know, they're working crazy jobs, their time zone changes. They understand that that strength training is going to help burn body fat. most people who just spin their wheels on cardio, I mean, you got to ask yourself a question. You got to ask yourself a question in life is what I'm doing working. If you're coming to me and you're like, I'm on a vegetarian diet, my health markers have improved. I have never felt better. I've been able to put on muscle. I am happier. I love what I'm eating. I'm great. Like, Keep knocking, keep doing what you're what you're doing. But if what you're doing is not working, you got to take a different approach. And if you're just doing cardio all the time, yeah, we're training for heart health. I get it. Like I love that, of course. So more important, right? But we need that resistance thrown in there. And resistance can be wrapped in kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, bands. Create tension. Like that's what we're trying to do. I'm trying to create tension. I'm trying to create strength. Yeah. Women now doing this makes me happy. And and you know, I, I'm seeing, I am seeing a more drastic improvement, at least over the people that I've been around, you know, over the last couple of decades, I've seen them understand the importance of putting their foot on the gas here, training smart, but, you know, putting more focus into, you know, resistance training. Yeah. Yeah. I love the message. Now let's pivot, pivot back to the yams.
0: All right, the let's yams. pivot back to the cheeks. What are the three, three foundational exercises for the glutes?
1: Wow. Okay. So um, I think a Romanian deadlift or an RDL, I think those are fantastic. Very hip dominant movement. Um, I think pending on the way that you squat, everyone says squats are great for glute development. Are you more of a knee dominant squatter? Or are you more of a hip dominant squatter? So all squats are, you know, can be good, but you know, a front squat might be focusing more anterior chain and quad, back squat, box squat, something with a wide stance, more hip dominant is going to focus a lot on those glutes. Um, And then we can go into things, you know, lunges, split squats. I would say less of a Bulgarian split squat with like the rear foot elevated because we're more knee dominant there. Still working glutes, but not my number one pick for it. Um, glute drive, you know, you see most people putting the bar across their uh, hips, yeah, and they're going into that, you know, or weight hip thrust, glute bridge, AKA yeah, hip thrust, yeah, hip thrust. Yeah. Um, I have a great machine at the house now. I never thought I would have that, but I have one, and they're fantastic. I actually love it technically from a a low back resiliency standpoint Mm -hmm. because you know you know i've been sitting for the last hour right now our glutes become inhibited so you're sleepy sleepy yeah so sometimes even throwing that in early on to kind of wake things up and you know get that reciprocal inhibition where we're getting that front hip to release a little bit then getting into the squat position we are allowed to move a lot freer so i know that was more than three but um kettlebell swings Mm -hmm. hip dominance Good mornings, an old school movement, you know, uh, maybe with a safety bar now. I, I like that a little bit better than the barbell because of the amount of mobility required out of our shoulders and our T-spine. So uh, I think a good morning's an oldie, but a, but a, good, a goodie. Um, what hard. about the mind muscle
0: activation for yeah. those movements? Like really Bands, focusing on the glutes. Yeah, some squeezing. more like isolated work. No, just even through the exercise you just shared. Oh, yeah. Thinking
1: about those Connections. As you're doing exercise. Arnold used to talk about this, right? He used to talk about visualization and he used to, and I think it's important when we're training, you know, ask yourself this question, not you in particular, but most people should ask themselves this question. Are you looking at the sets and reps and are you rushing to get to that rep? Let's say 12 reps, you know, three sets of 12. Are you just running through 12 reps or are you trying to create it one rep at a time? Are you really focused on position and positioning and tension and trying to, really activate that area to its fullest. And um, I think people who pay attention to that quality, I would way rather someone pay attention to that quality and lighten up a little bit yeah. and go as hard as they can. And the joints are taking over, positioning is out of place. And as we said, fatigue can lead to injury. Once technique starts floundering a little bit, I think things can go wrong. But those are, I mean, probably named five or six movements that I think are tre- tremendous for for glute uh, development. and yeah all the band work and all the specific stuff. I mean, that stuff's great. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it, but I'm more of a big bang for your buck person. I I like those compound movements. I like those exercises that are requiring, you know, grip strength and core work and the heart rate to just... Man, talk about cardio. Like mm. when, you, when you think about squatting, it's like, is your heart rate really any higher during a workout when you're mm. squatting and deadlifting? I mean, it, it goes through the roof. So I think you get a lot of bang for your buck with those exercises. Granted, you earn the right to do them. Mm. You know, you like yeah. is back squats. Like I back squat. 99% of the people I work with, I do not have back squat. I can move a certain way. I'm comfortable in the position. I might get them front squatting or Zercher squatting or Frankenstein squatting or, you know, probably the most common goblet squatting probably the one I'll have people do most commonly. And I'll get them squatting throughout their entire life. If I'm working with someone at 90, my goal is to get them squatting, at least body weight. They're sitting on the toilet every day. I never understood why doctors would say, well, they should never squat. Well, how are they sitting Mm. on the toilet? How are they getting it out of a car? How are they sitting down at the dinner table? We need to figure out a way to get them in this position in a healthy fashion. We need to build resiliency so they can live a good quality of life. Oh, I love it, man. We've covered
0: a lot of ground today. We've covered so cardio. We've covered this, man. kids' nutrition. We've covered our nutrition. We, we covered yams, you know? Yams. <laughs> we've covered a Candy lot of ground. Candy yams. <laughs> Candy yet. That's like- my guy. Listen, man,
1: where can people connect with you Thank just you. to get into your universe? Thank you. Um, Don Saladino on Instagram or donsaladino.com. If you guys shoot me a message, more than happy to, um, I'm going to always answer them. And- just wanna say, man, it's such a privilege being on here, man, it's been, it's been great. This is my second time you brought me on and it's, um, it's, it's an honor. It's just been great to connect with you and call your friend, man. Hey, feelings mutual. Thank you. Definitely.
0: DailyDoseLife.com as well. Use the code SEAN20 for 20% off. Get the good meals sent to your house. You. And man, I just appreciate you so much, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. you, brother. Don Saladino, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. This is a great opportunity to start taking steps towards creating the health and fitness that we truly want. We don't have to wait to a certain day, to a certain mark of the years changing, the calendar changing. We tend to be, you know, I'll start on Monday. Do something today. There's something to be said for speed of implementation. And taking action, we find something out, just do something. Right. Just employ one strategy, one tip, and start working on that one thing. As Don shared earlier, we tend to overcomplicate things and start adding too many things to our plate, or we have to, you know, do all of these things at one time. Just take on one thing, one thing that jumped out to you that spoke to your spirit and put that thing in action for yourself. And, you know, we can build upon that as we move along. And of course, we're going to build on this conversation. We've got some epic, I'm talking about epic guests coming up for you, and powerful masterclasses that are going to change your life. So make sure to stay tuned. And again, thank you so much for being a part of this powerful movement. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com.